Today we're talking about more than a fan. Somebody shout, more than a fan. One thing I know about everybody in here today is that you are a fan of something or somebody. According to the dictionary, a fan is a person who is an enthusiastic admirer. So sports teams have, you know, we, we have fans and certain artists have fans and companies and brands have fans. As I was preparing for this message, I done some research and came across a subscription-based service called OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, and I began to research that, where creators can, um, yeah, <laughs> post their content and earn money. And I pray and hope y'all are subscribers to the right OnlyFans pages. We, we, we are fans of actors and actresses. We are fans of certain leaders and pastors. And Jesus has fans. Amen. Jesus has fans. There are people who are enthusiastic about Jesus. People who show up every Sunday, worship God, because they are, I'm a fan. And um, there are people, if you miss, you're going to make certain by way of YouTube or you, you're going to watch it online because we are fans. Uh, there, there are people who, when, when the preacher begin to change the cadence of his voice, get excited, people will wave their hand and, yeah, said preacher. And, wow, that's an awesome word because we are fans of Jesus Christ. Some of you millennials may not understand this. You still got your WWJD bracelet on. What would Jesus do? Because you're a fan. You go to your profile page, you got right up under there, I'm blood bought twice born. I'm a Jesus follower. Because you're a fan. Amen. Many of you out in red purpose driven life. Amen. From Rick Warren. And my ringtone is Maverick City and Kieran. I am a fan. But here's a question that I want us to wrestle with today. Are you a fan or a follower? And this is for each one of us. Like, this is a gut check for all of us in here today. It ain't for the person next to you. But for you to evaluate your own walk with God. Are you a fan or are you a follower? Now, fans believe in Jesus for eternal life, but do not pursue a relationship with Jesus. Followers believe in Jesus for eternal life and are committed to pursue a relationship with Jesus daily. Here are some traits when it comes to fans versus followers. Fans strive to get a blessing. Followers want to be a blessing. Fans serve Jesus half-hearted, but followers serve Jesus with their whole heart. Fans give God a tip on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But followers bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. See, ain't nobody clapping right over there in that section. Fans think they have it all together, but followers know I'm a work 
in progress. And what was interesting is early in biblical times, followers of Christ were not referred to as Christians. They were referred to as disciples. A disciple was the identity of a follower. In biblical days, in the book of Acts, you know, they begin to call them Christians. But a disciple was the identity of a follower. I began to think about this because a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you my family. We went to New York to see my son, Theo, who's interning up there. And um, while we was up there and we walking through the streets, if you ever been to New York, it's like uh, unbelievable, the pace and that kind of thing. And so we walking with Theo, and Theo looks and say, y'all walking too slow. Everybody going to know y'all are tourists. Now, mind you, he just been up there 24 hours. Amen. <laughs> he already a New York and all that kind of stuff, coaching us. Y'all walking too slow. And, and, and based on how y'all walk, people going to know y'all not from around here. You see, church, your walk reveals your identity. Your walk will reveal if you are a fan or if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And the question is, here's the thing, it's okay to be a fan. It's okay to be an admirer of Jesus. It's okay to cheer for Jesus. It's okay to be on Jesus. Like, that's cool. But God wants you to be more than a fan. He wants you to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And what I want to do today, uh, I want to I give you some steps that you can take to fully follow Jesus. So let's go to Matthew 16, 24. They're going to throw it on the screen. Let's read it together, y'all. Look what it says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants. The first step to becoming a follower of Jesus is desire. It's desire. Salvation starts with a desire. Uh, be becoming a follower of Jesus, it starts with want. In fact, here's the thing. When you see people in life progressing and advancing, it emanated from a desire. Everything starts with what you want. Everything starts with your desire, your hunger, your passion. If you want to move from just being a fan to a follower, it starts with your desire. It starts with your want. Let me just ask you a question. Do you want more of Jesus? Do you want, like, do you, do, do you really want more of him? Or are you cool with cheering? Do you really want more of Jesus? Listen, God will often put things in our lives to drive our desires. He oftentimes, because we don't want him, he will put things in our lives to drive it, like guilt. Like this overwhelm, I can't get over this. I can't get over what I've done. I can't get over what, and you're like, I can't, I can't get over it. What's, why is this thing holding me? And sometimes it is the guilt that drives you 
to want more of God. Sometimes it's emptiness. There are people who are extremely accomplished and they have achieved a lot, but they unfulfilled. How you got all those degrees, all of that accomplishment, and yet you are unfulfilled, I want to submit that God often will use different things to drive you to want him. And, and I know I'm right. Paul explained it. Let me show it to you in Romans 8 and 20. Let's read it, y'all. It says, For the creation was subjected to frustration. Not, not hang now. The, the creation, that's talking about you, was subjected to frustration. Why? Not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. Can I translate this? God will put a hole in your soul so you got to call him to fill it. <laughs> God will allow you to have an itch that nobody can scratch but him. Because whatever he's got to do to draw you to want more of him, he will do that. Are y'all getting this? Moving from being a fan to a follower, it starts with desire. Do you want more of Jesus? Do you want more of God? Amen. Let's keep going. Let's go back to Matthew 6, 24. Y'all good. Y'all good class today. Go back to the verse. Let's read. It says, then Jesus said, what? Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Now look at that. Must deny themselves, which the second step to becoming a follower of Jesus is denial. It is denial. Somebody say, denial. Now, denying yourself means to separate yourself from self. It is to deny your flesh. It is to manage your fleshly appetites. It is to control your desires. And Jesus says, if you desire to be this follower of me, it requires denying yourself. Do that make sense? When you're a fan, it's about your wish. But when you're a follower, it's about surrendering to his will. What is God's will? Do I have a, I want his will for my life. That's what followers want. I want what he want for me. Amen. Even if I don't like it, do I have a witness in him? And you got to get to the place where you want what he wants. For you, it's called will. It's called purpose. It's called what he's created for you to be. And here's the thing. Since we have been bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, what the Lord is saying is this. We no longer live as independent, but rather we live dependent. Are y'all seeing that? Look what the Bible says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Watch this. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your path. 
Do you see that? If your path ain't being directed, you probably ain't acknowledging him. Because if you acknowledge him, he gonna lift the fall. If, he, if you acknowledge him, he gonna give you 2020. If you acknowledge him, and that's what he's saying. We don't live as independent. We live dependent on the Lord. I'm going to acknowledge him in all of my ways. Should I, should I do this? Should I be with? Should I go here? Should I do this? Acknowledge him in all of your way. Somebody shout, deny your flesh. What I want to encourage you to do this week, you're going to create, the Lord is going to create an opportunity for you. And this is what I want you to say. I want you to say, uh, 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 sister, sister, or bro, like bro, that's the new word, bro, everything bro. Come on, sister, or bro, guess what I did? I didn't just submitted my resignation. They gonna think it's about your job. It ain't your job. I didn't resign from trying to run my life. Ooh, ooh, I'm preaching up in here. Look at your name. Put in your resignation. Put in your resignation. Come on, I need you to help me preach. Help my voice right here. Look at your name and say, neighbor, give yourself a two-week notice. And tell yourself that you no longer work for yourself. But rather, you are now full-time worker for Jesus Christ. And look at him and say, and it come with benefits. Come on, y'all, and it come with benefits. Somebody give God a better praise in that. I must work the work of him while it is day for the night come with no man can work. And the reason why you need to put in your two-week notice and quit working your way, because your way ain't working. Do I have a witness in here? Am I talking to anybody up in here? I'm about to try Jesus. You got to deny yourself. It's, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, Lord, what do you want? And when you ask him what to do, you got to hang around till he tell you. Lord, you wait too long. Let's keep going. Go to Matthew 16, 24. Let's keep going. It says, then Jesus said to disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Take your cross up. The third step to becoming a follower of Jesus is death. It's self-death. It is dying to my ambition. And submitting to his agenda. Are y'all getting this? Now y'all, in biblical days, when they talked about cross, they didn't talk how we loosely talk about cross. I'm about to get that tattoo. I'm giving me a nice little cross, a little chain. I'll put my mama's little name right there. And my little cousin and my dog too. My dog. Oh, I'm finna bling bling my cross on my necklace. They, they, in, in biblical days, the method of death was used most frequently was crucifying and places placing crosses on the back of an individual. That's why Jesus had the cross on his back. Because that was the method of crucifying. So when Jesus tells his disciples, like, like if you want to follow me, you got to take up your cross. That was the image. 
The image was you have to die. Die to what? Sin. That's what Jesus was dying for. We got to die. Tell somebody, you got to die. Now, now catch this. Tell somebody, lean in right here. Oh, no, no, no. Tell lean in. We about to go heavy. Oh, we about to go heavy. Now, let me give you the context of Matthew chapter 16, 24, taking up the cross. You remember in Matthew 16, early on, Jesus come to Caesarea Philippi. Y'all remember that? And this is what he says. Who do men say that I am? And some of them was like, well, um, uh, sister was like, in the beauty shop when I was getting my lashes, they say you Jeremiah. The other one was like, when at the barbershop, they, they calling you Jeremiah. But who do you say that I am? And he said, you're the Christ. That's what Peter said. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, well, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not be able to prevail. Great job, Peter. And then in Matthew 16, 21, look at this. Look what he began to explain. Look what he says to his disciples. He says, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples, to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Now, when Peter and them heard kill, they missed the whole little last clause. He's going to be raised to life. They missed all of that. And then look what Peter says in verse 22. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He's rebuking Jesus. Never. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Verse 23. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Jesus, you call me Satan? Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Here's the thing. Do you know why he said, get behind me, me Satan? Because Peter sounded like Satan. He sounded like Satan's philosophy. You're not going to die. You're not going to go through this. Because remember in Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was approached by Satan and Satan took him up metaphorically, this mountain, it was really in his mind. He took him up and he was saying, he said, Jesus, I will give, I know you, I know, I know your father wants you to go to the cross and you're going to have to be crucified and you're going to have to be beaten. But listen here, you don't have to take that path. In fact, if you just worship me, if you just serve me, I give you all the splitter, splendor. I give you all the stuff in the culture. I run the culture. I give you everything in the culture, all the drip that you want, I will give it to you. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Are y'all getting this? And the reason why God rebuked Peter is because Peter was trying to block him from accomplishing God's plan. The reason why God rebuked 
Peter is the same reason he rebuked Satan. Peter was recommending a crown without a cross. A crown without a cross. Are y'all getting this? And when you are a fan, fans want a crossless Christianity. When you are a fan, you want everything easy like Sunday morning. When you are a fan, if somebody say something to you, you leave the church, you stop serving God because that's what fans do because they don't they want the crown no cross they won't gain without pain and Jesus says you can't have Christianity without cross you can't have the crown without are y'all getting this in fact y'all for those of you who are followers you agree with that hymn we used to sing back in the day it says, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world goes free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. Do I have a witness in here? There is no such thing as crowns without crosses. Do I have a witness in here? But a follower ain't tripping on the first stanza because in the second stanza of the hymn it says, the consecrated cross I bear to death shall set me free free and then go home with my crown to wear for there's a crown for me followers know that after the cross they will wear a crown do I have a witness in here after your cross you will wear your crown and I don't know who I'm speaking to but the spirit of the Lord dropped this in my heart he told me to tell you this if you can endure the crown you're gonna enjoy endure the cross you're gonna endure, enjoy the crown do I have a witness in here tell somebody just endure this season if you can endure the season that you're in what you're going through it is only a season do I have a witness in here there can be no resurrection without a crucifixion better right handed right there can be no gain without some pain and what I've learned about every test is there's a testimony that's gonna come after this somebody give God a better praise than that I don't know who needs this but look at your name and say after this after this come on after this come on you know the this that you're in right now you know the struggles you're in right now you know the difficult you're in right now but look at somebody say survive it if you can survive the crown the cross you will enjoy a crown there is no christianity without crosses there's no Christianity without crosses. Quit what? I can't believe they're talking about me. Yeah. I can't believe they're lying on me. Yeah. I can't believe they're stabbing me in the back. Yeah. I can't believe they're calling me everything but a child of God. Yeah. In this world, you shall have trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Man that is born of a woman is a few days, and those days are full of trouble. Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery darts that come to destroy. you ain't getting it. Grandma said, if it ain't one thing, it's another. If you're a child of God, you will go through that. 
valleys but just keep on going because you're going to come out of it weeping may endure for a night but joy is going to come in the morning give God a better praise than that Some of y'all don't know when to shout. Some something wrong with your shout tickler. God say, I'm trying to give you a little push to let you know you're going to make it through what you're going through. Give God a bit of praise in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Touch as many people as you can and tell them this is what I want you to know. This too shall pass. It's going to pass. Keep following him. We're going to have crosses. And you keep following him. Amen. The fourth step to becoming a follower of Jesus is devotion. Look what it says. He says, then Jesus said to a disciple, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Somebody say, follow me. Now, a disciple, let me give it to you. This is a gut check. This is a gut check. This ain't for your neighbor, this is for you. Here's a disciple. A disciple follows the teaching of Jesus. A disciple, you, you conduct yourself like Jesus. A disciple help other folk become disciples. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is not just the one who, who get the teachings of Jesus. It is somebody who is getting the teachings of Jesus and teaching other people on how to become like Jesus. He says, go bear fruit. He said, go bear much fruit. Do I have a witness in here? Now, now, now y'all, y'all, look at 1 John. Look at 1 John 2 and 6. He says, whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus. If you claim, no, now y'all, watch this. Years ago, Torsha and I went to Jerusalem. And when we went to Jerusalem, we had an opportunity to go to some sites. And one of the most powerful sites that we walked was the Via Della Rosa, which is known as the way of suffering. Jesus, your Jesus, like I walk where your Jesus walked. You hear me? Like I'm walking where Jesus walked, Mama Cookie. Came back super spiritual. About two weeks. I need a refresh. I got to go back. <laughs> Gotta go back, amen, it didn't wore off, amen. I baptized my wife in the Jordan, it didn't wore off, I gotta go. I'm gonna hold her down good next time. <laughs> we walked, we walked where Jesus walked. And when I got home, the Lord said, just because you walk where he walked don't mean you walk like he walked. When the Bible says, follow me, what he is saying is that you need to conduct yourself like Jesus daily. 
when you're a fan, you only conduct yourself like him the service you go to. Oh, you holy in your little service. 11 o'clock service. You got patience. You kind. You didn't walk through the door speaking to everybody. Mind you, you ain't spoke to your husband on the way here. But soon you got to go, hey, y'all. Y'all know I'm right about it. And there are people who are super kind and loving in the church. But the Lord says, when you are a follower of Jesus, you act and react like him. Monday through Sunday. Let me say that again. When you are a follower and not just a fan, you act and react like Jesus Monday through Sunday. Do I have a witness in it? And the Lord blessed with it. He said, you know why followers don't struggle acting like Jesus Monday through Saturday? I said, why? He said, because they weren't acting on Sunday. Let me say that again. If you act on Sunday, you're going to struggle with your reaction on Monday. But if you're the same person you are in here, come on, just touch three folks say, how are you at home? Because character is not who you are when people are looking. Character is who you are when nobody is looking. Do I have a witness in here? Touch three folk up in here and tell them you got to walk it like you're talking. Do I have a witness in here? You can't give more respect to people than you give to God. And people may not see me, but God always see me. Do I have a witness in this place? Every day, every day, every day, every day, you know what that is. You don't know what that is. That's called a catwalk. Come on, y'all, catwalk. Every day, Lord, what you mean? Every day, you on the runway. 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 And when people look at you, they be like, oh, look at her drip. Oh, look at her style. Oh, look how she handled the conflict. Oh, look how she handled the storm. Who, who's her designer? Who, who's her designer? Who's her designer? Do I have a way? Walking through COVID. Walking through storm. Just lost my job. I'm single. Am I talking to anybody up in here who can say, I'm going to let my light shine that men can glorify my what separate Christians is not what we don't go through is how we go through what we go through and if you are a child of God you gotta go through storms with dignity you got to go through storms. No, I have lost my job. I'm in between jobs. I'm in the hallway, but I believe by faith God is going to open a door. If God shut that door, that ain't for me. I'm going to sleep tonight. Am I talking to anybody up in here? Somebody give God a better praise than that. 
Represent. 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 Man, we are followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. So let me give you this last one. I got to give you this last one. Now, let's go to Matthew 16, 26. He says, he comes to the end. He says, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit the soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Verse 27, read it with me. For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Now, do what the Bible says. When you lose your life, you gain it. Say that with me. Do this with me. I lose it, gain. Come on, lose, gain. I surrender, I win. Watch this. That's called the paradox of Christianity. That don't make sense. You lose, you win. That's the paradox of Christianity. But what God is saying, no, 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 no. When you surrender, you win. That makes sense? Now watch this. When we deny self, it's a journey. When we die by crucifying the flesh, when we devote our lives, right, to following him daily, we will reach our destiny. The fifth step after following Jesus leads you to destiny. To destiny. Now this is big. Denying my flesh. Right? Following Jesus is going to lead you to destiny. This is huge. Catch this. This is, this is it right here. Destiny is not ultimately what you achieve. It's who you become. Your destiny is not a what you get. It's a who you become. If you don't become who you need to become, you will never get what you The men, let's look at the men who followed Jesus, right? Who wrote this? Matthew. Who was he? Tax collector. Tax collectors were crooks. They gouged prices. They were low down. They became rich by exploiting people. Y'all see that? But Matthew, after following Jesus, became a truth teller. The gospel you're reading, he wrote the first gospel. Which mean that by following Jesus, look who he became. Y'all got it? Now watch this, I want to show it to you. Notice, only thing Simon Peter did, Simon Peter, for three years, Jesus preached, he listened. Jesus done miracles, he was right there. 
He was miracles, teaching, he right there. Miracles, teaching, yeah. He heard it, he done it. He heard it, he done it. Now watch this. Simon Peter, somebody say Simon Peter. Simon name means leafy. Leafy is flaky. No roots. Unstable. That's why Simon was like, Jesus, anybody messes you, man, I'm going to get with him. The next moment, he denied him because he living up to his name. But here's the good news. Flaky folk can follow too. <laughs> Are y'all getting this? Notice Simon, he heard him preach. He came to church. He saw the miracles, heard him preach, came to church, saw the miracles. And eventually, Simon became Peter, was Peter, stone. In other words, God saw a stone in somebody who was flaky. Look at your name and say, don't throw me away, don't throw me away. You bet can't see what God sees. Do I have a witness in here? Now, I want you to understand how this thing works. This is how it works. This is how it works. So, when Simon heard him preach and did what he said, it was not just a transfer of biblical information. It was a transformation of character. All they did was heard him teach, saw his miracle, and they changed. All they did, y'all, was followed him, heard his miracles, witnessed his miracles, heard the sermons, and they change. What I'm trying to help you to see is this. If you follow Jesus, I don't care how flaky you are. I don't care if you like a Matthew. If you follow Jesus, I promise you, it may not happen tomorrow. You're going to change. And when you change and you become better, God is going to release you into destiny. Do I have a witness in here? He can't release you, Moses, to lead the people of Egypt, people out of Egypt, because you still got anger management problems. But if you can get your anger management problem right, he going to show up on the backside of a desert and use you like you have never been used before. Look at your name and say, neighbor, God is not waiting on, you're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you to start following him because when you start following him you're gonna become better our theme for this church is this following Jesus makes you better at life following Jesus makes you better at life life is better when you follow Jesus and you become better at it you become a better man, a better woman, better wife, better husband. You handle conflict, you handle mess different, you handle gossip different, you're patient different. When you follow Jesus, it makes you better at life. Can I have a witness in here? Won't he make you better? Won't he make you better? Anybody who can jump to your feet and say, I'm a better woman, I'm a better man, I'm a better financial person, I'm a better business person, I'm a better child. Because I follow Jesus. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, 
what do you want me to tell them to do? And this is what he said. Tell them, fully follow Jesus. That's what he wants from us. Fully following Jesus. Fully follow him. I said, well, make it plain. Here's what he gave me. He said, hokey pokey. I said, what that mean? He said, you know how to do the hokey pokey? Come on, y'all, you put your right foot in, your right foot, put your right foot, come on, and you, you do the hokey pokey and you turn the, that's what it's, put your left foot in, put your left foot, put your left, and you shake it out, you do the, God said, no, I don't want hokey pokey. I don't want you putting your little pinky in. I don't want you putting your little leg in. I don't want you putting that leg in. He said, when I died at Calvary, I didn't just put just a little me in. I gave you my whole life. Come on, you're jumping to your feet. Come on, God says, jump in. Jump in. Get out of the stands. Get out of the stands. Oh, it's okay to be a fan and it's okay to be a cheerleader. But God wants you to be a follower. He wants you to be a follower. Follow him. Follow him. He says, he says, follow me. Come here, Carthon. Come on. Follow me. We done. They're going to sing it. Come on, follow, follow me. That's what Jesus says. Hold on. You're not following. When he says follow me, he clarified the person you ought to be following. Follow me. Don't follow no pastor who's not following me. And then, look what he says. He says, follow. He clarifies your position in following. You don't follow in front of me. Some of you lost because you're going your way. The reason we follow people is because we don't know the way. If you've never been married, you don't know that way. You never started a business, you don't know that way. You ever broken a generational curse, you don't know that way. So what you do, you follow me. You follow me. That's it, all week. You follow me. Come on, T. Come on, come on. You follow me. Come on, get in here. Get in here. No, no, get in here. Get in. No, no. Oh, you gonna let him get in between us? You gonna let him get in between us? You got to get close. Come on, you got to get close. Come on, look at somebody and say, you got to get close. I ain't letting the culture get in my way. I'm not letting nothing. 
Somebody give God a better shout in there. I'm headed to the promised land. I'm headed to a better life. And I'm just going to follow Jesus. And I'm not going to let nothing get in between me following him. I need to see them taillights. Do I have a witness up in here? I need to stay close to him. And I assure you, I assure you that if you follow him, you're going to become a different person. And when you become a different person, he releases you into your destiny. He releases you into your assignment. So it's, it's okay to be a fan. He wants you to cheer. He wants you to celebrate. But family, he have called us to be more than just a fan. He's called us to be followers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we pray for strength. We thank you, oh God, for what you're doing with this generation. Oh, we thank you for these young men. We thank you for these fathers. We thank you for these amazing sisters who you have called to purpose. We thank you, oh God, that you're raising up a remnant. You're raising up a generation at higher dimension of followers. People who will follow you. I thank you, oh God, that purpose and assignment and victory is being released on every person that is present today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody who's never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Come on, say, God, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I want to be saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm about to go. Amen. But I got one word to say. You can tweet this and talk about it at lunch. If you stay behind, you'll get ahead. Thank you for joining us on the Higher Dimension Church podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, here's a few things for you to do. Subscribe now, then rate and review this podcast. Help us reach others by investing in this ministry. Visit higherdimensionchurch.com forward slash giving to donate today. And if you're planning a visit to Houston anytime soon, we would love to see you. I promise you'll be glad you did. We also offer a dynamic online experience, whether Facebook, YouTube, or via our website. You can experience Higher Dimension anywhere in the world. Thanks again for joining us on the Higher Dimension Church podcast. And remember, following Jesus makes you better at life.